because I asked him, I'm like, I'm like, so that's your, like, that's your audience's false belief. Why don't you believe that? He's like, well, I did believe that for a long time. I was like, he had the same false belief. So tell me why that's no longer true. He said, well, I joined a program. I had a really bad experience and lost my friends and all my, all my people stopped returning my calls. So I left. And a little while later, I had a friend and he told me that you could generate leads online of people that actually were interested. He's like, I put up ads and they raised their hand and then they would fill out a form. Then I would call him and he's like, everyone I called was excited to hear from me because they just asked me to call them and then they sign up. He's like, I didn't talk to a single friend or family member ever. You have to become very, very good at understanding what people's false beliefs are, okay? So people have these false beliefs that keep them from buying. There's a reason why people aren't gonna pick up the book and read. There's some false belief like, I'm not an expert. I don't believe that. So they all have something, right? There's a reason why people aren't signed for MentorBox. They're not going to an event or whatever that thing is. They have these false beliefs that hold them back, right? And so our job as marketers is we have to figure out like what's the false belief that they have and Typically what happens is that most of us have that same false belief sometime in our life. Mm-hmm. So we have, to, we have to remember like, what was what happened in my life? Why do I not believe that anymore? Because there's a reason why I, I don't do that anymore. Like what's the reason? What's the story behind it? And we have to go back in time and remember, okay, I don't believe that anymore because of this thing. And then when I'm speaking masses, I tell stories in a way to help break people's false beliefs. Okay, so for example, probably the easiest one to, to map this out, and I'm not into network marketing, but it's a really good example of this, right? So let's say I want to sign up, let's say I'm in a room and I got 50 people and I want them to sign up for a network marketing program. So I'm thinking like, what is the false belief most of these people probably have? Like the false belief is that if I join this company, all my friends and my family are going to leave me, right? That's a belief that a lot of people have, okay? <laughs> and so I think like, well, why do they have that belief? Why do they believe that if, that if that they join the company, they're, they're going to lose their friends and family? And I'm like, okay, well, it's probably because one time in the past, one of two things happened. Number one is that they got into a company, they got all excited, they started calling their friends and their family, and they had a horrible experience, all right. the people hated them. Or number two is they were on the receiving end of that, and they got a call from their brother pitching them and wouldn't leave them alone. And so because of that, they're like, if I get involved in this company, I'm going to have these people that just hate me, right? Yeah. So that's their false belief. So if I'm going to convince somebody, like, I, no matter how good the product or the services, I cannot, I'm never going to close that person in a million years. And most people have that false belief, right? So I got to think, okay, like, what's, what's the story that happened? What's the experience I had? Why don't I not believe that? And um, I was talking to some of this big network marketing, one of the guys in our community, and he told me a whole story. Because I asked him, I'm like, I'm like so that's your, like, that's your audience's false belief. Why don't you believe that? He's like, well, I did believe that for a long time. I was like, he had the same false belief. So tell me why that's no longer true. And he said, well, I joined a program. I had a really bad experience and lost my friends and all my, all my people stopped returning my calls. So I left. And a little while later, I had a friend, and he told me that you could generate leads online of people that actually were interested. He's like, I put up ads, and they raised their hand, and then they would fill out a form. Then I would call them, and he's like, everyone I called was excited to hear from me because they just asked me to call them, and then they sign up. He's like, I didn't talk to a single friend or family member ever. And so I was like, okay, that's your story. Tell that story to this audience, and this false belief that they're holding on to with all their might, all of a sudden, your story will, will shatter that false belief, and they'll buy. Yeah. And so for me, like when we started ClickFunnels and I was trying to figure out how do I sell to the masses, I had to figure out like what are the false beliefs in my audience? And I figured out those false beliefs and then we put them in a what presentation. What was the main false belief? There's always three false beliefs that people have. The first one is false belief about the thing that you're trying to get them into. So for me, it's funnel. So like, yeah. they're like, oh, well, I could use Shopify or I could be on Amazon or I can, what are they? that's their false belief is that they could do it a better way or some other way. Yeah. So I had to break that false belief. The second false belief people always have is their internal ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool, but like, I don't know if I can, I'm not techie, I can't do that. So I break the internal belief. And then there's always a, an, the third belief is an external belief, which in my business is like, well, so yeah, my first one, I convince them they need a funnel. Number two is like, I convince them they can do it because it's really simple. I show them click funnels like, oh, I'm an idiot, I can do it. 
And the third one, they always freak out. It's like, well, if I have a funnel, I don't know how to get people to show up. Yes. So I show them traffic, like, oh, here's how you get traffic. And they're like, oh my gosh. Now all their false beliefs are gone. They have to give me money. They have to sign up. So getting dropped off with nothing in India, yeah. it's not like America where you can ask somebody yeah. like, yo, do you have 10 bucks I can bother? Yeah, Pure, yeah. I was in India and I was staying at this hotel and going, there was beggars all outside. Yeah, Went in and out and there was like people that you could tell they were hungry. Somebody died overnight of starvation outside of our hotel. I remember walking back out, the guy was dead. So you like, saw him alive and then, yeah. wow. Well, you could wow. tell he was kind of sick, but there was hundreds, if you gave wow. money to beggars, like little kids would come up and they'd be like, Mr. 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 They knew <laughs> you spoke English. And the second you gave them money, yeah. like literally like 30 other kids came. So it came yeah. to the point where you couldn't always give money yeah, because yeah. it caused like a literally a disaster, a, like a traffic hazard. Wow. So you're dropped off. What do you do? How do you, how'd you survive? How long was it? Oh, a month. Dang. So 30 days. Okay. No money? Days. No money. Okay, take no us one, through this. 30 days. So I, at the start, you're excited, right? Like I'm one of those people who's coming out. I, I love challenges. I'm thinking this is going to be great. I'm going to figure it out. I'm, you know, I can, I can talk to people. I can charm them. I'm going to use all my skills that I've studied and all that kind of stuff. You, you have a bit of bravado and ego that you can figure it out. Yeah. And then, and then very quickly you realize that none of that charm works on the street, no matter what language you can speak. Because again, like you said, people are used to beggars. Yeah, in India. In, in yeah. There. So the natural re- resistance is, I don't want to talk to you. Were you dressed like a monk? Yeah, I was dressed like a monk. So Did that rolled. help you, you think? It, it helps. It definitely helps a little bit. Like, yeah. that would have been a real challenge. If we weren't dressed as monks, yeah. then that would have been, like, impossible. Like, you would definitely die. Yeah. And so first thing I start doing is starting to ask people how I can help them. Okay. So i just walking up to people, and I see, I see an old lady. I'm like, oh, can I help you carry your bags? Yeah. Start helping her carry her bags. When I help her to her home to carry her bags, she gives me a rupee. Huh. So I, then I go up to someone else and go, how can I help you today? And someone will be like, oh, well, can you come and help me? I'm just fixing this in my home. So I'll go and help them fix that thing and they'll give me a rupee. And you start realizing that service, right. or bringing value to someone's life, is the way you start. Which, of course, is the fundamental tenet to business. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. If you're not bringing that impact, if you're not helping grow someone's whatever it is, to the degree, the depth of which you're going to help that person. Right the amount of pain that that solution is saving, that's gonna lead to what you get. So literally, I just started helping people as much as I could with the smallest activities. And you start valuing these really small things. You just start becoming grateful. So one of my business partners, we weren't business partners at the time. He had embarrassed me one time, he didn't know it. Because he's a hard worker and he's very lucky. His first business has now passed a billion dollars in revenue. He's done a billion dollars. So he was down in, San, in L.A. visiting me, and he goes, I said, we should go out. And he goes, why? I said, I don't know. I've been working hard. He goes, Ty, recreation is overrated. Let's make money. He's a money-oriented guy. So that was a month before. That, that Sunday, whatever it was, January 20-something, I was about to go out with my friends in L.A., and I texted him. I remembered that's why you need mentors, even if they're just friends. Their words ringing in my ear, his words ringing in my ear, like, Ty, recreation is overrated. So I remember, I literally said this to myself. I don't know if I've ever shared this in a video. I remember saying to myself, I was like, I wonder what I can do if I, I wonder what will get done tonight if I just cancel and focus on working. So I texted all my friends. They were going to a club and I'm like, I'm going to stay in, get some work done. 
And then I didn't know what to do because I had, so, I, you know, you got too many things to do. So I had this, it, it's, I saved the phone. It was not this phone, but it was the same green case. This is my lucky color in phone cases. Because I took that phone and I went in my garage and it was unscripted. I hadn't written anything out. And I knew I had a black Lambo in there. I was like, I should make a YouTube because I was just starting to use YouTube. I'd only done YouTube for a couple months and nothing really had big had hit. So I just grabbed this and I was reading something about Warren Buffett. And I was like, should I start with the educational side in this video? Should I bore people by going, okay, value investing by Warren Buffett. You need to understand how to, you know, figure out the present value of a future sum of money. That video probably would not have been entertaining gone viral. So I just went, I'm here in my garage. Just got this uh, Lamborghini, you know. And then I started talking. I think the video is like three to five minutes. And I threw in education. At the end, I was like, basically the point was, everybody wants a Lamborghini, but you get, the way you get it is these books, which is basically downloading the intelligence of a whole person's life, 40 years, a career, in one little book you buy for 10 bucks. And I was like, if you download enough of those into your brain, you become a money-making machine. And it's true. I had actually learned that Warren Buffett wrote a book for five-year-olds, for kindergartners. And the first chapter says, the more you learn, the more you earn. So the, in that Lamborghini video, I first show the Lamborghini, and then I talk about it. And that I launched that video and it went insane. And I had this program called the 67 Steps that I decided to monetize the video on the back end. And I had a conference like January 29th or something, four days after that. And this thing starts going viral. Boom, boom, we start boosting it, you know, boosting it. No idea that this thing would go like that. And I remember I had a conference in the Roosevelt Hotel, January 29th. And one of my marketing guys was sitting in the back and I'm giving a talk like this. There's 400 people, whatever. And he's in the back. I can see he's laughing back there. I'm like, what the hell? So I, when I'm done speaking, I go, I'm like, what's so funny? Are you watching like YouTube viral videos? He goes, I'm refreshing the income pay. I think we made $110,000 while I was sitting up there. What I'm talking about now in the steps, the mindset, it has to be a mindset that you want to learn theoretical things and you want to do action because about 80% of the advice you're going to get out there about how to go from a zero to a million dollars will be like, forget the theoretical, just go do stuff. But think about how you build an airplane. Do you want a person who goes, you know what, forget all this engineering architecture stuff forget all that. I just go out and I just take a, a wrench and a bolt gun and some welding equipment and I just piece together an airplane. That airplane's going to crash. So you need theoretical. You need people or you need to be somebody who sits in an engineering you know, room on a computer creating the exact measurements of the airplane, the theoretical on paper. And then you got to go out and also build the airplane. So it's a two-step process. So to go from zero to a million, I find that some people have no theoretical. They're literally building an airplane, a 747, from their, out of their ass by intuition, and they're like, just work harder. If it doesn't fly, just work harder. And I'm like, dude, you just crash faster. You know your, your Lamborghini commercial where you go, and everyone mimics you and they go, knowledge, yeah. knowledge. 
In actual fact, what would have been better than knowledge would have been applied knowledge. Right. Because knowledge isn't power, it's applied knowledge. It's yes. what you do with that. Because people always say, oh, yeah, look, I read, I read books all the time. That's great. Well, that's terrific. But what did you do with the information that you learned from that book? But you know what? I'm going to challenge, I'm going to do a, something to challenge those people. Because I get people going, oh, the problem in the world is people just read books all the time, but they don't do it. What world are you in that people read smart books every day? My ass. The truth is people buy books, put it next to their bed and never read them. Yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah, I've been reading up uh, about <laughs> investing. Like, well, no bullshit. I'll ask you three questions. You don't know jack shit about anything. It's not true. Wealthy people know theory and they know applied. I promise you. You know, if you go to your medical doctor, and you need help, you don't think he knows the theory of the anatomy of the human body? You think you go, uh, my spleen, you think he'll be like, spleen, what is a spleen? I don't know what a, dude, they memorized spleen in the second year of business school. They got book smart, and business. then, what? You said business school. Uh, medical school, thank you. Yeah, but, but you don't want a doctor that has no book knowledge. He goes, you know what I do? I just get in there. I just cut you open, get in that heart cavity, and I just every every heart's a new is a mystery to me. <laughs> she'll, and I just she'll be right, mate. Yeah. Let's cut you open she, and have a look. No worries. I'll figure it right, out mate. when I'm in there. No hell no. But you also don't want a doctor who's never done an operation, right? So, but I was just gonna say next time people bring up this phantom problem in the world because it is a damn phantom. I see people being like, we live in a world where people are just reading and learning. I'm like, where? Where, dude? <laughs> where is this? Because I talk to a lot of people. I don't, and some smart and some not smart, but the smart ones, I mean, the not so smart ones, it's never because they're reading too much. I don't know one damn person that if you get to the bottom of why they're at zero and not a million, you know what? It's those... 40 hours a week I've been reading for the last two years. Bullshit. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm going to share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you want to get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list. You missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. I'm glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. Bill Gates says if he had a choice 
between people, he'll always choose the lazy man to do a job because he says he'll know he will do it quicker. Yeah. Because when you're lazy, you're like, just for example, let's say you need, you're going to add on to your house. So you got to build a foundation for a, a guest house in your backyard. So would you want some dude who comes to you and he's just like, you know what? I'm so good with a shovel. You give me the next 19 days and I will dig a hole, man. I am a hard worker. You don't want that guy. You want the dude who's like your next door neighbor. I had one of these in North Carolina, um, Bradley Thede. He was my neighbor when I moved to North Carolina. And we wanted to build a basketball court in the woods behind my house because I was really into basketball. And um, I remember we were like, should we chop down trees and do da 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 and then Bradley Thede, he had this country accent. I remember, I remember as the first people I ever met that I realized actually thought WWE wrestling was real. Like I was over at their house and I was like, oh, you, this is so fake. And the whole family turned to me like, what? <laughs> I was like the first person that ever said that to them. But anyway, back to, you know, I need this, this basketball court. His, he just goes, he used to talk like this, hi, Ty. That's exactly how he sounded. He'd go, hey, Ty, my dad will just bring the bobcat over. And his dad just drove over with the bobcat. <laughs> I'll never forget, little little tractor bobcat. Knocked, pushed the trees down, <laughs> skid. He did it in like two hours. And I had this dirt backyard. Hi, Ty. Hi, Ty. Efficiency. <laughs> Efficiency. So in the mindset, remember I said you got to reprogram the mindset. One of the mindset things that you have to reprogram is the fixation uh, uh, with not using tools. And mark my words, what separates people on the path to zero to a million are the people who use better tools. If you have a knife, I don't care if you can bench press 500 pounds. If I got a gun and we're 20 feet apart, you're going to die. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, where, where Indiana Jones is up against the guy with the sword and he's doing the fancy sword tricks and then Indiana Jones just pulls out his gun and shoots just him. Just shoots him. Not unless him. you have bad aim. No, trust me. <laughs> if you have bad I don't aim. have bad aim. And at 50 yards, you're going to die if you're running at me and I got a fully loaded weapon. What's, so, the, what's the phrase? I think it was, um, was it Franklin who talked about the man sharpening the axe? Like he's yes. got two guys like... What, and their goal is to cut down a tree. It's like spend one hour or 23 hours sharpening the axe yes. and an hour chopping yes. it down rather than the other guy who's going to just start chopping right away. That's a perfect analogy. So spend hours every day sharpening your brain Yes, and then go out and you'll execute very quickly because or else what's going to happen, mark my words, is you're going to get good at the wrong thing. A person could have 10,000 followers based on value that could be much different than a person that has 100,000 followers based on looks. Because yeah. somebody may just come to look at you, but if I got 10,000 yeah. coming to value, it's niche. Yeah. It's specific. You make more money. Some, I see there's people, fitness people, that have like 4 million followers, but they don't have engagement and they can't really monetize them. So uh, you could do better. I always tell people, get 10, 20,000 followers, you can make a lot more money than somebody with a million. Because looks... Even though they're eye-catching on Instagram, for the most part, 
I've been around people that have big followings that are good looking. When you walk down the street, people don't necessarily know them because you're just looking at them. It's kind of like porn. Guys look at porn, doesn't mean they care about the porn star. They're just looking at it, right? Whereas if people are following you for a specific reason, take Shark Tank. People know if Mark Cuban walks down the street, people perceive that guy as a multifaceted, multidimensional person. So you add dimensions, like you're saying, by being smart, by adding value. I started with just sharing books that I was reading. Also, a lot of people read books. By the way, indirectly, just so you know, disclaimer, he's not endorsing getting into the porn industry. No. He's just saying that if you see that, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to recognize their face elsewhere. <laughs> it's very important to give disclaimers nowadays. No comment. Yes. Yeah, you got, I can tell you have compliance lawyers. We bring that up. Yeah. This was not an endorsement of porn. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur. Did you go to college? I did not. Meaning, did I get a four-year or a two-year? Yeah. No, I don't have one. So you just went a little bit to college but never finished? I did. I dropped out and I went straight into sales and business. What's your advice to the average person going, hey, should I go to college? Let's say they're 18 or they're 30 and they're trying to decide. What's Solve your for X. For me, it's always uh, solve for X. Okay. What do so, you mean by that? X. What is X for you? So let's sit down and talk. What do you want to do? I want Let's to be say somebody a- wants to start a business. No. No need. I okay. even asked, by the way, I asked Mark Cuban this question. Mark Cuban was there and we started talking about college dropping out. He says, the dumbest thing for you to drop out of college. Mm-hmm. I said, tell me why. He says, because you need to learn about accounting, economics, finance, all this other stuff. I said, okay, perfect. What if somebody takes those six courses yes. out of college and they spend 1800 bucks? Yeah. Do I still need a four-year degree? He goes like this. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. So you can just take those six courses yes. for business. Yeah. Now, if you want to be an attorney, yes. Yeah. Medical doctor, medical engineer. You want to be a CPA. But for the most part... <clears throat> First of all, mark my words, our kids and grandkids are going to laugh at how we educate ourselves. Not only will they not educate the way we do it, they will laugh at us. You know how like we look back and we're like, let me get this straight. You know, in the 1950s, a black person couldn't drink out of a water fountain. Like people are stupid. Okay, we kind of laugh or look down on that mentality. We're going to be like, yeah, we would get $150,000 in debt. We'd get a a degree in Egyptology, never been to Egypt. Then we go work at a, you know, we go work as a case manager at a a product, you know, some company, nothing to do with Egyptology. And we have 80,000 in debt that we couldn't discharge through bankruptcy that had interest that bogged us down 700 bucks a month. And um, we stressed ourselves out. Do you remember anything you learned? No. So education is going to move online. It's already been proven. There's a good book on this. The Army started doing research in the late 1940s in the U.S. People learn actually 3% better on average online than they do in a classroom, which blew my mind. There's been over 200 scientifically validated. 3% better. It's just marginally better. It's because learning in a class has some advantages. You don't know the answer. You ask your teacher. But that assumes you don't have a numbnut teacher which half the teachers in the American high school system hand out packets and then look down. I just posted a video on my Insta. got like 2 million views already. Not boosted, nothing. I just posted it. That video went viral. Like, yeah. several, this kid uh, Yeah, it's a kid, and he's just, he yeah. just yelling. He's just like, why don't you? I like how he talks. He reminds me of one of my brothers. He's like, why don't you just teach the kids, yo? You can't just hand out packets. And the teacher's like this monotone. It's almost like an actress to misrepresent, she's like, Are you done? I Are am you done? a robot. 
are you yeah. done? Leave my room. And he's like, come on, teach. Anyway, the point being, if you want to learn accounting, I, I respect Mark Cuban. He sat right here in this chair. We talked. I don't agree on, a, on, I think some of the college views are outdated that a lot of people have. I do agree that the more you learn, the more you earn. So know yourself. If you learn, I have to say, I love, I do not have a college degree, but I will take college classes. Believe it or not, you can just show up at a college campus. Don't do this without permission. I do sometimes. You just show up and go sit in a class. Professors don't care. You, they're just like, oh, I just walk in. And sometimes I'll get permission. Do you take your glasses off? Do you, do you no, no, no. Uh, professors you... are, I kid you not, a professor gave me permission, okay, through a student that I knew, a friend of mine at UCLA. It was a class on writing. So I go into the class. At the end, I walk up to the professor. He's like this mad scientist professor. And I was like, hey, I really wanted to thank you for letting me see the class. This is what he does. He looks up. He goes, uh, puts his hand, mumbles, and walks off. He didn't care. These people are like it's mad at scientists. a reputable university. At UCLA, he, he literally went, uh, uh, uh. He didn't want to talk to me and just walked off. He didn't care if I thanked him. The point being, if you learn well in a classroom, go to a classroom. But test. You can learn online. I got people, hundreds of thousands of people have gone through my paid online programs and people spitting out. I guarantee you, I, I don't know how to do an exact head-to-head because colleges don't release testimonials. I guarantee you. Well, I can't guarantee, but my hunch is it's exactly the same or better results that I'm getting with my online courses. And I got people with half, with a hundredth of the cost, with a hundred percent money back guarantee. Sometimes people are like, oh, Ty, you're scamming people by teaching courses. I'm like, why? Because you're too stuck in 1953 and you really think, like, get with the pro. People think Bitcoin's a scam. I'm like, well, it's the direction we're going. By the way, Milton Friedman was one of the smartest ec- economists yep. of all time, Nobel Prize winner. If you want to yep. study anything with capitalism, just go type in Milton Friedman, Phil Donahue, watch that interview from the 80s or the 90s. You're going to learn more about finance than anything else. In 1999, he said cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, he used a different phrase, is the future. It's the direction we're going to. One of the greatest German sayings, when you have something to do, just jump right in. The next thing you know, you're halfway done. You want to solve procrastination 2018? Next time you have some shit to do, just just start on it. If you're out of shape and you're like, I got to get a gym membership, fucking do push-ups right there. You'll be halfway to being in shape. Enough of this nonsense. The world's full of nonsense. I'm full of nonsense. We're going to minimize it in 2018 around me. I don't, if this is a conversation that one of you wants to argue, you are not a good fit here in this company. If anybody doesn't get what I'm doing, how in five minutes putting four labels could be, that's 80% of the organization. Then put, if let's say this is related to accounting. I don't know what, what this is. Let's say this said accounting stacks to file. At least put it there. Then you come back. It doesn't, I'm not asking you to spend 17 hours and make filing count semblance of common sense. So I say, keep it simple, stupid, jump right in, number two, and number three, a semblance of common sense. Because what people like to do to make alibis is get real complicated. Well, but, but Ty, well, that box is not alphabetically ordered. Well, this is better than it was before. Don't try to bullshit me. Next thing, legal. 
All right, I made another copy of accounting. So I will judge people, the last person in a damn room. I don't care if it's your company or not. Pick shit up. That's another thing. I learned from, dude, if you guys think I'm hard, I wish I could send everybody back through Joel Salatin. When he was walking, he said, never have your hand empty. Pick shit up around the farm. Imagine what this world would look like if everybody in the world walked down, picked up trash when they saw it. You'd have the whole world clean. Pick shit up. People are too lazy to do anything in the modern world. And then they can't figure out why they're broke. By the way, you'll be happier when you feel like you got a good day's work done. All this in the world where people work half a day, like Jim from the office, legal. I'm going to use common sense. The smallest filing cabinet right here, legal. That's the least amount of stuff we have. Legal. Now, let's say you needed to, to talk to other people. Go walk there and come back. If I see one more person WhatsApping somebody three feet away, I'm going to fire you. How about that? I'm sick of it, and one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Be active. Get out of your chair once in a while. 2018, don't fuck around with me. We're going to get shit done. You're going to have a happier life. Things are going to be more efficient. Doing this makes your life more efficient. I'm sick of seeing people lazy. Get up and do stuff. Don't walk by a piece of trash. Throw it away. If you see something idiotic, don't step over it. Bend down and fix it. One of the greatest philosophers in the world said, let everyone clean their own, sweep their own front porch and the whole world will be clean. If we in this company get super organized here, that's how you change the world. It has reverberations that go way past here. And if you're lazy here, if you believe in anything spiritual, everything's connected. If you don't believe in anything spiritual and you believe in math, there's something called, anybody ever heard of the butterfly effect? One butterfly flapping its wing affects, that's physics. That's where hurricanes come from. One sloppy job subconsciously rubs off on other people.